Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. That's what we've been talking about. Aaron Judge. Will he stay? Will he go? No one seems to know. Round and round we go here as we await Aaron Judge's decision. We thought he might be going yesterday, according to a report. That was retracted five minutes after it went out, so that did not uh, become the case where Judge wasn't going to San Francisco. Yankees still believe they're in it. Giants haven't heard anything. All hell's breaking loose. And nothing happened after that. You know, still some interesting players, you know, with Rodon, the Yankees' interest there, Nimmo and the Mets, Kodai Senga, obviously a bunch of players still left on the board. But it really feels like nobody's going to be able to move on from anything until we get a resolution here with Aaron Judge. Make a decision, please. And who knows when it's going to happen. I mean, yesterday the actual news was that the Giants had an offer on the table, $360 million for Aaron Judge, which is where you would expect. Now we're talking. Now we're getting closer. When we heard last week it was eight years, $300 million, we knew that that was comical. Remember Jeff Passan reported that it was in the neighborhood of eight years, $300 million. I was like, I mean, I could have reported that. Tell me something we don't know. What would you think was going to be the contract? That's the starting point. That's the, hi, my name is Aaron Judge. How are you? Where's your $300 million offer? Okay, now let's get to it. What's the real offer? Like we knew that was going to be the case months ago. But the actual Giants offer, which is one I was waiting to see come out, the 360, that's more like it. And now, and the reports are that the Yankees, or and I guess it was the Yankees, or, or whatever, people in the know feel like it's not going to come down to money. The money might be equal. And Judge is going to have to make the decision whether he wants to remain a Yankee and be a legend in pinstripes and Monument Park and 99 retired and all that, Yankee lore, or go home to his hometown Giants and follow in the footsteps of you know Barry Bonds and Willie Mays and all the great Giants. They have a great history, too. Obviously, it doesn't compare to the Yankees. So for now, we sit here and wait. If you're John Heyman, could you actually tweet about Judge again? I mean, I guess he could, but because he got this one wrong, or the timing of it at least wrong, like, could you go down that road again, or you just sit sit this one out? You know what, boys? I'm going to let somebody else break this one. 877-337-6666. We've also mentioned some Mets stuff and their hot stove. Look, the Mets lost DeGrom. They get Verlander in place of them. They're still looking to get a another starter, Jamison Tyone, off the market. He was a guy the Mets had interest in. He goes to the Cubs for four years. 
And what was it? Uh, 68 million bucks. And then Taiwan Walker, former Met, he goes to the Phillies for four years, $72 million. Not that the Mets showed much interest in Walker, although I was surprised to hear that. Uh, Haney off the board. A lot of the guys that I didn't want the Mets to get are gone. That's a good thing. And then there was one, Bassett. Don't want him either. I want Kodai Senga. Sounds like the Mets want him too, but we'll find out how much. There's a lot of intrigue there as he could be their third starter behind Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. And Billy Epler actually acknowledged yesterday, I believe it was the first time I heard him say it, maybe ever, actually acknowledged that they need to upgrade the lineup a little bit or they'll at least look into it. Wow. Who would have thought that'd be the case? Anyway, Mets have work to do. Yanks have a lot of work to do. But we're all just waiting on a decision from Aaron Judge. Hung jury? Chris is calling from Whippany. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Chris? I'm great. But I'm a little confused because didn't Aaron Judge reportedly get angry at contract negotiations getting leaked by the Yankees prior to the season? Yes, that was in the Time Magazine story where Judge is uh, on the cover. He's the 2022 Athlete of the Year. And then in there, there were some excerpts. Uh, I didn't read the you know the whole thing, but I read the, but, a lot of but, the excerpts of it. He was upset that Cashman made him look bad by leaking that uh, the right. offer. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden the Giants, are going to leak negotiations with Aaron Judge? Oh, no, no, no. It's a different story. Because this... this uh, is no, it? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, there's no... Uh, about it. It's 100% a different story. Judge asked uh, the Yankees specifically not to make the contract negotiation public. Judge was under contract with the Yankees. The Yankees right. went out there... And and now, by the way, the Yankees feel differently about how this whole thing played down played out. So there's a miscommunication somewhere in there. But anyway, by Cashman saying we offered him 213 million, made Judge look bad for not taking the guaranteed contract before the year, and Judge did not like that after they discussed it. This leaking 360 million dollar offer is not going to make Judge look bad. Well, you you have to wonder where is Aaron Judge in all of this. We saw him last night, obviously, at the Monday Night Football game, mm-hmm. and he has disappeared. He's supposed to be in San Diego. Nobody knows where he is. I don't think he wants his contract negotiations to be public. I think he wants a very private deal, which is what he wanted with the Yankees prior to this season with the extensions. Um and the fact that Heyman tweets this and it's well, Heyman didn't leak uh, it; he reported it. I mean, that's no, no. There are two yeah, different things. Well, no, no, it's two. It's two different things. It. Hold, hold on, there's two different things. Heyman reported the Giants have an offer for nine years, three hundred sixty million. That was reported and not retracted. Then Heyman reported Judge was going to the Giants. That was then retracted five minutes later. Apologies, sorry, he's not going to the Giants. Delete. I, I think in the in the long run, I think Yankee fans need to chill out and just see what happens because Yankees are still very much in this. I think uh, Aaron Judge wants to be a Yankee. I think he's weighing his options, seeing what what happens. Um, well, right, but that that so we're not supposed to talk about it in the meantime. No, no, no. Oh. It's great talk. Are right. you kidding? Oh, I Come mean, on. please. I mean, I that's why it. I'm calling I mean, you. Yeah. What right. hour is this? I mean, it's, right. four, it's after four o'clock in the morning. We're talking about Aaron Judge. It's beautiful. Right. It's exactly. I love it. Thank, thank God for that. Yeah, I'm glad Heyman screwed yeah. up that tweet. Thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, let's say the Yankees do lose Aaron Judge. How do you replace him? Do you go, um, uh, what is the Japanese left fielder's name? Um, Yoshida? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would do that necessarily. I think there are other ways to. Here's the bottom line, Chris. If they lose Judge, the real answer is they don't, re... like, you can't replace him, right? So you have no, to. Right, you can't. Right, you can't. Re... And thank you for the call. You can't replace him. You have to build it differently. There is no replacing Aaron Judge. But the Yanks are equipped to still build 
a good ball club in the event the judge goes elsewhere. You don't try to replace them. You try to build the best team that you possibly can. Whether it's the Japanese outfielder, whether it's Reynolds, whether it's Correa, who knows what the Yankees would have in store. Whether it's trying to you know, go make a blockbuster trade and get Shohei Otani, even though the Angels said they're not looking to do that before the season. I mean, that would be the real power move. Maybe they look into that. Anything should be on the table. It's kind of a, a reset. Now, the unfortunate part of that is you have a reset with the team, but you got the same general manager making the decisions on how to build it. And the bigger issue to me is not what they could do as far as bringing players in, but you're you're ripping the heart and soul out of this team. That would change that would end the quote unquote baby bombers and this run that we've seen since twenty seventeen. That has fallen short every year. But still it's been a a solid run. You know, disappointing not to at least make a World Series. But that would be the end of that group. It would be a tr- where where I don't feel like we're ready for that. I mean, moving on from Gary Sanchez is one thing. Trading Glaber Torres is another. You know, it's been a gradual process here. Losing Aaron Judge, that's the, the death blow for that group. I feel like we're not ready for that. So... Not only you lose the heart and soul of the team, and obviously the production is not going to be easy to replace, but then you also have a fan base that is going to be beyond livid with the organization that they already are upset with. Whether it's Hal, whether it's Cashman, whether it's Boone, they're already upset. 2009, the last World Series appearance. How dare you? And then insulting Yankee fans' intelligence whether it's Donaldson, whether it's the IKF situation, whether it's them blaming injuries after the year for their shortcomings, bringing Boone and Cashman back. Fans are already ready to have at the Yankees' throats. If they lose Judge, oh, man. Now, again, does it mean that they can't build a ball club that could win... 90-plus games? Of course they could. They're the Yankees. They should be doing that every year. And they do, for the most part. But it would hurt. Henry's calling for a Maryland. What's up, Henry? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Hey, Henry. How are you? I'm doing just awesome, though. Hmm. Hey, 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 Sal, I want to tell you something real quick, though, man. You, I'll be like, I'm talking about back in June, though, when you started, when you, when you start doing your famous singing, oh, everything yeah. is gonna be over. And uh, and check this out, check this out. I, I had you in my in my DBL speaker system over here, <laughs> and I go to sleep listening to you guys, especially listening to you. And after that, I woke up when you started singing that song. And I was like, I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, that's Sal right there, though. Man. Oh, well, I, yeah. yeah. You, got me, though, man. you woke me up, brother. You woke me well, up. I, brother. That's my job, Henry. I'm glad you're listening. Yeah. We appreciate that. But I got to wake <laughs> you up. Yeah, you woke me up, though. You woke me up. Sal, though, I'm just calling <laughs> also, too, though, that uh, um, you already answered my question, though, already earlier. I don't want you to repeat yourself. I was thinking about the Mets trying to get Stanton. But nevertheless, though, man, you know. Um, be a perfect fit. I know it's not realistic, but it'd be a perfect fit. That's exactly what the Mets need. Yeah, we need a good power bat. And I really don't know that there's no good heavy power bat out there, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, so we just got to make it happen. That's that's all there is to it. But, um, Sal, and another quick question, Sal, though. Uh, as far as the, uh, as far as I, I will met, you know, we're going to have to um, – You there? <laughs> you all right? What happened? What what happened? What I miss? What's so funny? No, I found that but you I I like the way I like the way you express yourself. Oh, I all the time though. Oh, I wasn't even saying anything there and you started like, "Well, thank you, Henry. I appreciate that." Yeah. And listen, I just want to cut everything short. Uh, the only thing I just wanted to say is 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 um 
it's the it's the mess it's it's the mess gonna have to um we got we I know we had Verlander and, and yeah, Scherzer. Don't we even, have to, we, Henry, don't even worry about it. You know why you shouldn't worry about it with the Mets? Yes, sir. The NL East is over. There you go. There you go. There you go. Over. That was for you, Henry. Play the hits. You know, unfortunately, it didn't end, end the way that we wanted it to. But it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? I still can't believe it went down like that. I was going to have some fun with that the other day after the Mets signed Verlander, and then before you could even let that sink in, the Phillies go get Trey Turner. The NL East might be over, in fact. It's not looking like it's going to be in favor of the Mets at the moment. At least the Braves didn't get DeGrom. That would have been intolerable. I got to be honest with you. Like, Obviously, I want the Mets to win the NL East. But really, I'm good as long as Atlanta doesn't win it. I hate the Phillies. I hate the Braves and their fan base much, much more after last year. And really who I should be mad at is the Mets themselves for falling short, ruining a great song that could have lived on forever. And instead, it only lived on for a span of a few months. And then it became outdated. Dan is calling from Belmar. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's going on, Tom? How are you, Dan? Good. Just want to first start off. Uh, you do a good job on uh, baseball night in New York. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Anyway, the reason I'm calling, I'm a Mets fan. Right now, we should uh, we should be able to celebrate this time with Judge holding the Yankees hostage hmm. and uh, awaiting his decision. But seems like we got uh, problems of our own with the Phillies spending money like crazy. Phillies are unbelievable, um, man. I respect it. That's how you know, Dombrowski is doing a good job. That's how I want a team built. They have the ace. With Wheeler, and then you just load the freak up on that lineup. Yeah, it's tough with Wheeler leaving when he left the Mets. I knew that was going to, you know, bite him. But uh, thinking well, ahead, that was you know the problem there. That was BC before Cohen, and they, you knew they weren't going to get Wheeler because you know the prior ownership wasn't going to do it, and that's why the Mets traded for Stroman that year. Wheeler walks, Phillies get their ace in place, and then look at the bats though that they've added. Harper, Real Muto, Schwarber, and now Trey Turner. My God. For I mean, 11 the, the Mets, years. The Mets don't have a fraction of that offense. No, I know. But uh, listen, for Nimmo, it seems like his market's pretty hot. I, I heard it was you know approaching levels that the Mets might not want to spend money on. Um, I mean, now with the NL East being loaded like it is, a three-team dogfight, it seems like they kind of have to. They kind of force their hand that they have to spend the money on Nimmo. Well, not even, though. What What about how are they going to get better? And thanks for the call, Dan. Appreciate checking in. You know, I don't like hearing that stuff where, oh, it might be out of our, I don't know the exact quote, but whatever it was, it bothered me. Nimmo might be pricing himself out or something of the sort. They said the same thing with Kodai Senga. Well, hold on a second here. If you don't want Nimmo because you think it's not a good value, that's a different story than saying, we can't afford him at that. No, you can afford him. You just don't want him at that. There's a big difference. At least, I hope that they could afford him. It can't be like, oh, crap. Nimmo's at 160. We can't go that high. Can't afford him. We want him back. We just can't do that. No. That can't be the reason. The reason should be 160 for Brandon Nimmo. No, thanks. We were out at 125. That's a reasonable explanation. And Kodai Senga, who knows what he's going to get, but I would bet it's going to be over five years, over $100 bucks, based off of what Taiwan Walker and Jamison Tyone got. But yeah, I mean, look at the lineups. You know the Braves lineup and how nasty that is. The Phillies is even better. God, I mean, that is a... That's a lineup that we want. That's like 2006 Mets. Mets haven't had that type of offense since 2006. And again, they're trying to sell us on Alonzo Lindor, Marte. Alonzo Lindor, yes. Marte, borderline, yes. Everybody else, no. And look, I love McNeil as an offensive player. You know, guy was an all-star, but he's not that player. I'm talking about that impact, powerful bat. McNeil obviously provides different things. Clutch hitter, 
going to you know give you a great at bat in a big spot, drive in a run, put the bat on the ball, hit for high average. There's great value in that, of course. And you love that as a compliment to the other guys in there. But they need at least one more big power bat. I mean, the Phillies are loaded up. I love having top-end pitching. You don't need two of them. You need the one. It's nice to have that insurance. And I thought that's why the Mets went out there and got Max Scherzer a year ago was because it was insurance for the oft-injured Jacob deGrom. Which, by the way, worked out perfectly because deGrom was out for the start of the year. And even when Max got hurt, the Mets were still able to be a, a, a you know a, a good team. They went on and win 101 games. You know by now how many times have we said this. But I don't think you need the two guys. And the Mets got caught up in, okay, well, they lost to Grom. Got to go replace him. And they replace him with a, you know, with, with Verlander, who's, yes, a stud impact arm, but also 40. You know, they're basically insurance for each other, Scherzer and Verlander. But in reality, I would prefer taking that 40 plus million and putting it into the lineup. You have an ace. You can go get a legit number two. You don't need two aces that you're paying 90 plus million dollars for. Oh, and by the way, it failed last year. Failed miserably. Doesn't mean it would fail again, but it failed last year in the biggest spot. Which would lead me to think that they should know, hey, you know what? Maybe we should build a better offense as well. We could do this. That's fine. But we need a better offense. I'm not saying the payroll has got to be, you know, a billion dollars, but you got to improve that lineup. Look at the Mets lineup on paper in comparison to Atlanta or Philadelphia. It just doesn't stack up. It's not even close. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. With Alan Jerry. Can't believe it's December 7th already. I am screwed. Behind the eight ball here, where, you know, the Christmas decorations, and I've never had a year like this. Last year, as a matter of fact, I was doing the midday show for the month of December. Merry Buckmas! And it was a whole different story. 
um, you know, the schedule got thrown into craziness for a week after doing the overnights, you know, for a while, and then uh, doing the middays for a full month, leading up to Christmas, you know, all that. And, but it was different ways I could plan to go get the tree and decorate and all that. With the schedule currently, <laughs> poor me. I know, cry for me. Anyway, with the schedule currently, I don't have the time. And you got my, my wife taking care of the baby. I'm doing the two jobs. Now, I might have a little time this weekend to take care of some of that stuff. But already, it's the 9th, it's the 10th. Like, I, I mean, shouldn't the stuff be up? By the time I put it up, I'm going to want to take it down. It's going to be up for three weeks. It's not even worth it. We're almost reaching the point of no return here. Where, hey, you know what? Maybe next year we'll do the decorations. This year, let's take the L on that. Now, the Christmas tree's a must. My father would kill me. And he's dead, but he would still kill me. I got to do that. At the very least. You got to figure it out. But, man, December 7th? Where does the time go? Junior's calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Junior? Hi, Junior. All right. Junior is not there. Jim is calling from Morris Plains. What's up, Jim? Sally, baby. Good morning. How are you? Good, Jim. What's on your mind this morning? I like the energy. Not, not bad. Not bad. Uh, not much. You know, this, this, these Yankee fans that are calling up and saying that we don't need Judge. Like, who cares if we're paying him $45 million 10 years from now? Don't we want to win a World Series next year? Like, and right. he, gives us the best, he gives us the best chance to do that. It's just, like, ridiculous that, you know, it took them this long. Just they should have. I, who says, like, okay, they made a terrible offer. It was embarrassing at the beginning of the year. Why couldn't it at the All-Star break? Okay, here's $350 million or, well, or whatever. Well, Why, he they, wasn't going to do it once you got to that point. I understand what you're saying. They screwed up at the beginning. And, look, maybe even at the end, I mean, their offer, the Yankees' reported offer from Jeff, Jeff Passan a week ago was eight years, $300 million, which I said was also disrespectful terrible, at this point. Yeah. And now the Giants come with a real offer, 360 Anyway, any Yankee fan that's saying, oh, we could just build differently without Aaron Judge, you should be thinking to build whatever you would yeah. do without Judge, you should still be able to do within reason with Judge. Yeah, he, he's the best player in baseball, and he has been for the past, like, three years. He's an elite defender. He's an elite outfielder, and he, he's the best power hitter in the game. And home runs win World Series. Like, look at the Astros. They... Alvarez, every guy in their lineup could hit a home run for the for the Astros. Look, it's, it's like it's always it's, though, it's crazy. Jim. It's always though about building a team. I know we get caught up in the stars or in one area, all uh, oh, the pitching, whatever. Ultimately, you have to build a team. The Yankees, if you take their heart and soul off of this team, that does not benefit them in any way. Not to mention, uh, by the way, the production. I, I agree 100%. They they got to get it, find a way. Just give them 10 years, $400 million and call it a day. Like, I don't know what the heck they're waiting for. Yeah, um, I, I don't. It's just Go ahead. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, you know. We, and, then, and then you have that bozo, John Heyman, tweeting it out. Like, if, you, if you're going to tweet it out, don't delete the tweet. I mean, come on. Like, you're wrong. Okay, admit it. Like, it happens. Just, like, to delete the tweet. You know, I don't bizarre. know, though, how. And thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate you checking in. I don't know how, and I'm not trying to get Heyman in trouble. I really don't care. I mean, we, we talk about it because he made it a story because he tweeted out something that was not right. That the whole baseball world is waiting on. Heyman tweeted out information that was breaking news that turned out to be incorrect. You can't just, oh, sorry, jump the gun. doesn't work like that. I mean, you could do that, but then you're going to lose the respect of everybody after that. Now, he is a, love him or hate him, he is a trusted reporter, which is why when he says it, you believed it was going to happen. Now, and everybody makes mistakes, I get it, that's a mistake that should not happen. He jumped the gun. You cannot do that as a reporter trying to be first. I got news for you. No one gives a crap. No one, literally no one gives a crap who is first on these reports. Maybe the writers themselves care. Outside of that, no one gives a crap. We want to know where they went. That's it. Accurately. Where did they go? Oh, DeGrom signed with the Rangers? Great. I couldn't even tell you who broke that. Don't know, don't care. Verlander with the Mets? Great. How long? How much money? How many years? How much money? That's all that matters. 
oh, so-and-so had it first. That's great. What does that do for me? What do I give a crap? I've never heard of so-and-so. And even if I have, I really don't care. Too much is made of who's breaking the stuff first. Point is, instead of trying to be first and be so quick, be accurate. But it doesn't matter. It's not like he's going to lose all his Twitter followers. It's not like he's going to lose his jobs because of it. Everybody's going to still follow his reports and follow his right, all that stuff. There's, it, it, no risk. Sure, I'll tweet it out there. If I'm right, I'm right. If not, oh, I'll just delete it. I should start doing that. Sources tell me, DeGrom, hey, look, I had it. Technically, I had it first with DeGrom. I've been saying it all year long he's leaving. Sources tell me DeGrom's leaving. And if he stayed, all right, so what? Well, I've been wrong before. What do you want? I'm not the reporter. Oops. Oopsie. Delete the tweet. Feel bad for him. You get caught up in the moment like that, but you got to know better. As a, res- a reporter, especially a respected reporter like that who's been around the game for a while, and that's a bad one. That is a bad one that everybody in the baseball world got wind of. And to a point where you're making the teams themselves panic. Kenneth is in Westchester. What's up, Kenneth? Hey, what's up, Sal? So I want, I got two points. One's a Yankee, one's a Matt. I just want to say first, the, the caller who said 10 years, $400 million is out of his mind. But second well, why? Of all, why? He's getting nine years, 360 at least. Yeah, I, 10 years. is He'll be 40 years old, 41 years old, and there's no more steroids, Sal. So five years and $200 million left on that contract still or whatever it is. So is a what? Bit too much. But the point is he's going to get nine, 360 at least. Sal, I don't think he's going to leave the Yankees. I really don't. I think he knows what being a Yankee for life means. I think he really does. What what does that mean? What do you mean? I think being a Yankee for life and, you know, just being part of that, you know, Yankee history. He had the greatest season since Babe Ruth in the American League. Okay. And I want him on my team more than anything. But $400 million in 10 years is just too long. Well, well, it's not. First of all, it's not the lengths that they have to go to, at least not yet. Two things here. Number one, the offer from the Giants was nine years, $360 million. Number two, how do you know what being a Yankee means to Aaron Judge? I, I don't know. I just, just Wait, he reminds well, you're, me you're, a lot. You're a Yankee fan, right? Yes, I am, sir. Well, he grew up a Giant fan, so maybe being a Giant means more to him. I, I would I would say that if he didn't already have played for the Yankees for five or six years, but I think being a Yankee means a lot to Aaron Judge. I, I just but I you, see you're, him you're, a lot you're like guessing. Derek Jeter. Yeah, but you're, he's not Derek Jeter. You don't, I, I, you're right. I am, I am guessing. I am guessing on that. And if I'm wrong, I will call you and apologize. Well, no, I'm no, that's 100. okay. And by the way, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're guessing. I don't know either. I'm just saying maybe, you know, Yankee fans have a tendency to make it like, well, he wants to be a lifelong Yankee. I got news for you. I don't think a lot of players give a crap about that. Most players that sign with the Yankees via free agency, when the Yankees were actually spending big in free agency, they signed because of the most money, not because they were worried about having their plaque retired in Monument Park. I understand that. And, and Sal, I got one Mets point. Uh, first of all, I like BC before Cohen. That's very good. Um, oh, thank you. And, sec- and second, um, why? I mean, DeGrom, I think, is the greatest pitcher since Seaver the Mets ever had. Why? I mean, if Cohen has this money, why wouldn't you want to sign him more than anything, more than anybody? It's like first priority. Well, because he didn't want to be here, Kenneth, and thank you for the call. DeGrom didn't want to be here. And the Mets didn't want him at that price, but DeGrom didn't want to be here. It was obvious. This is not just one all of a sudden, oh, wow, in a span of a few weeks of free agency, he decided he wanted to leave. Something is off with DeGrom and the Mets organization. And the Mets can downplay it. And Buck Showalter and Billy Epler have tried to do so. But there's something wrong there. When Steve Cohen, by the way, John Heyman and Joel Joel Sherman had Steve Cohen months ago. I think this was during the season still. Had him on their podcast. I think it's called The Show for the Post. They get great guests on the podcast. They had Steve Cohen on. And I actually listened to that one. And they asked him, and I forget the exact words, but they were basically asking him, like, have you had DeGrom to your house yet? You know, they were talking about Diaz, and I guess Diaz was there for dinner, or maybe it was Lindor, or something like that. And they asked about DeGrom, and Cohen was like, well, no. 
And they, they didn't really get too much into it. But I do think Joel followed up like, well, that's odd that like you, you had these other guys, but why isn't DeGrom gone? So I would be willing to bet, based off of what Cohen has done, whether it's with Max Scherzer, Edwin Diaz, Francisco Lindor, Justin Verlander, Steve Cohen and his wife, Alex, they have been known here in their short time here to you know, invite players over, have dinner, things like that. I'm sure they invited DeGrom, and for whatever reason, he didn't want to go. And I'm not saying that that's a big deal, but that's a sign right there of somebody who's not happy, didn't want to participate in that stuff with the organization. And not just that, there were other things too. He didn't want to be here. And if the Mets know that, Steve Cohen knows that, well, then they're going to limit what they're going to be willing to offer this guy. So if they feel like they're going to give him $40 million a year for three years, that's nothing to sneeze at. Now, DeGrom got more. Good for him. But they were not going to overextend for a player that they knew didn't want to be here. That's why this is on DeGrom to me and not the organization. Either way, it sucks. It hurts. It's going to hurt worse when you watch DeGrom tomorrow. I guess he's having his introductory press conference with the Rangers. Be curious to see what he has to say. I'm sure he'll BS his way through it whenever asked about New York and why, in fact, he chose to leave. But the truth is he didn't want to be here. And, you know, however it got there, it sucks. Whether it's the Mets that didn't want him enough, whether he didn't want them, whatever happened, it sucks. Would have been better off, obviously, if the two sides could have come to an agreement. And then there's the the part of it that I am personally having the issue with is that what is DeGrom at this point? Whether he wanted to be here or not, irrelevant. Whether or not you would pay that much money, irrelevant. What do you think he is? And in my mind, I look at him as an unknown, as inconsistent, and not what we saw at his peak. Even though we saw glimpses of his peak this year, the Atlanta start at City Field when the Mets took 4 or 5 from the Braves that Sunday, where I was on hand to see it with the callers. We went out to City that day. Anyway, that was dominant, Jake. We saw it at times, but we didn't see it consistently. Matter of fact, it got worse almost as the year went on. The Pirates start where it was good, then he gave up the game-tying through and homer. The A's start where he got clobbered. Atlanta giving up the home runs. Wild card game, still not crisp, clean, dominant Jake. We never saw that eight-inning, one-hit shutout. So I don't know what pitcher he's going to be. I know more about his attitude than I do about what pitcher he's going to be moving forward. If you're telling me you're getting 2019 Jacob DeGrom for the next three years, then hey, that five-year deal is worth it. If you're telling me you're getting 2020 and beyond Jacob DeGrom for the next five years, then it's not worth it. 877-337-6666. But it's a good thing it's not BC anymore. Before Cohen. Because you know that the Mets are going to go out there and spend and make up for it. They already did. Almost immediately after, they get Verlander to replace him. By the way, I stole the BC thing from myself when I used to refer to Cespedes. You know, the Mets 2015 BC before Cespedes were no good. That was my bit then. Well, now it works with BC with Cohen. And this one will last a lifetime. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Will today be the day that Aaron Judge makes his decision? Who knows? We'll find out. Stay tuned for that as we await all day until it happens. All day, all week. Who knows? We'll await a decision from Aaron Judge and then maybe some others. Brandon Nimmo, Andrew Benintendi, Carlos Rodon, the Mets and Kodai Senga. 
So there's a lot of names still available. Winter meetings bringing lots of speculation and the rumors and signing. A lot of action already happening. And I'm sure plenty more to follow. Today is, I think, the last day of the winter meetings. So this could be the day where, you know, some big action happens. And then potentially when stuff gets, you know, when people, teams start getting back and whatever it may be, uh, you know, representatives start getting back and, you know, take care of business uh, on the home front as well. But this week, obviously a big week of action. We'll finish up on the phones before the warm-up show coming your way at 5 a.m. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Hopefully I'm in a better signal spot than yesterday. But, you know, don't, don't forget, uh, you know, Aaron Judge's camp is inscrutable, according to Andy uh, I still don't know what that word means. <laughs> uh, look, you know, uh, um, I think the, the closest we saw DeGrom being the pre, previous DeGrom was the game we went to. I mean, you're mowing everybody down in, mm-hmm. in that game. But, uh, you know, but aside from that, look, the – you know, you mentioned as far as who breaks the story first and whatever, and I agree with you, and no one really cares. And, but i tell you, one thing I do want to know what's first is, is the team I root for getting players. I mean, it, it feels like, I, I mean, this this is now the third offseason, uh, although shorter for Cohen because he came in late in, the, in that first offseason. But the third time now where I got to sit there and watch other teams get players, and we got to be reactive. I'm tired of being reactive. I mean, even even the uh, you know the the Verlander move was a, was a reactionary move. I mean, you knew they were going to do something, but you know the the first off season, you know, we lose out on Springer and Rio Mudo. Now the Springer thing was kind of bad luck because that was the whole mix up with the GM situation at that point and everything. It kind of had, you know that was a little bit bad bad luck, but still we lost two great players. You know, last year, you know you, you had. Uh, you know, again, Philly and uh, Atlanta and a couple others getting some good players. I mean, you know, yes, we got uh, well, Escobar. No, you can't, and, uh, yeah, but you can't so. just dismiss or diminish what the Mets did a year ago. They got Max Scherzer. They got Starling Marte. I mean, the Mets were boom, 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 wiping guys off the board with Escobar, Mark Canna, Starling Marte, and then Max Scherzer. Those are four significant well, pieces. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. I mean, the offseason was good, but, you know, encompassing it as a whole, though, they've, they they really failed at the trade deadline. So I'm putting that into the same, you know, the the, the whole package here. Here's the problem. And, and already, Here's the yeah. problem, and it goes back to, you know, B.C. before Cohen. They dug such a freaking hole that yeah. it is yeah. taking years to get out of it. The Mets had to have that first offseason with Lindor, then they had to have last year adding those players, and now this year they need to do even more to try to get back to respectability. Obviously, last year they were more than respectable making the postseason, but they had so much work to do, and that's why we feel like they'd never do enough. Well, I and I, and I agree with you, but I think you know the part of the problem also too is that Cohen put that three to five year window on himself and the team to win the World Series. I don't think it's going to happen. It, it really does. I mean, at least based on we're going into year three, and right now they look like the third-best team, quite honestly, based on what I'm looking well, at. Well, that's so. that's the best argument, Eric, that I think that you're making, and I appreciate the call. Thanks for, for taking the time, as always. That's the best argument. You can't say that the Mets have been inactive or they're not doing enough. They've done a lot, especially last year. Now, remember, after they did everything they did last year, people were like, oh, still got to get Chris Bryant. My goodness. I mean, even I'm taking the foot off the gas. Like, at some point, you got to be like, enough's enough. You got to be realistic. Now, Kyle Schwarber would have been nice, and it turns out would have been the perfect fit. But at the time they had Robinson Cano, they were hoping maybe he could be something. J.D. Davis, Dom Smith, none of it worked out. They're still paying Robinson Cano this year, unfortunately. After that, he'll come off the books. Maybe that frees up some money as well. Remember, I I have to believe that there's a big move in play. That's why I keep talking about Shohei Otani. If you do the math, if the Mets aren't in on any of the big impact bats now, then they have to be waiting on something because they know they need another bat, especially when you look at what Philadelphia has done. And where the Braves are at. That's where the Mets have a little bit of an issue. They were a good team last year, the Mets. They got to get better. And right now, they are not better than what they were a year ago. Eddie is calling from Sheep's Head Bay. What's up, Eddie? Yeah, not not only are they not better than a year ago, they're the third best team in the National League East right now. Agreed. They're not, they're not better than the Braves or the Phillies. 
Again, uh, we talked about this yesterday about the DeGrom thing. I mean, do you think that the Lindor contract is what negated the DeGrom contract? Because you overpaid for Lindor, and you really overpaid for Lindor. And now, you know, Lindor seems like he's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, no, what does one have to do with the other? You think Lindor's contract had anything to do with DeGrom? Well, here's the thing. Like, you could have got Trey Turner, but you're like, oh, no, we're waiting on somebody else, you know? We didn't want to get Trey Turner. Trey Turner is cheaper than Lindor, and he's more of an impact player than Lindor. Well, but they already already made their their decision with Lindor a couple years ago. It's old news now. I mean, you can't get Trey Turner to play shortstop because they have Lindor for 341. We know that that was a mistake. they, they, They jumped the gun with somebody that's not a homegrown guy, and they didn't pay the homegrown guy. I mean, maybe that's... Well, hold, wait, hold on. Who, who are we talking about? You're talking about Lindor again? No, I'm talking about... I'm talking about... Yes, I'm talking about you overpaid for Lindor. But that's but that's he, done. At the time, they didn't know that they were overpaying. That's what the market was at the time, or what they anticipated the market to be. And remember, at that particular point, the Mets needed to make a big move to show that they were for real. Right, so that, that's what... They were, they were flexing their muscle, basically, like, here, we're here, we're going to pay for right. And they didn't pay zip that player. That, that's the point. They didn't play. They didn't pay the Grom. They did not give the Grom anything. They, that's they, not true. The Grom was under contract. What are you talking about? He signed his deal. Right, he did sign his deal. But right now, when you was, was going to give him an offer, you didn't even come close. You gave him 110. It wasn't even 120. It was 110 million. You're that's talking about... You're talking, are we talking about now, for, we're fast-forwarding to this year, Right. Yes, we'll fast forward into this. Well, what don't you get getting... about Degrom not wanting to be here? I'm I'm confused it, about it, that. Nobody, but nobody knows that for sure. Yes, I know, Eddie. We do know that for sure. We do know that for sure. Stop saying that. That's the facts. We do know that for sure. He's never said that. He's never. He did. Eddie, Eddie, you ever, ever, Eddie, you ever heard the phrase "actions speak louder than words"? Everything is all the all the sports writers are writing this is because they you know the Grom did not grant Eddie Eddie I'm telling you for a fact he didn't want to be here I'm telling you that what more do you need what more do you need to know that the Rangers made him an offer he didn't even go back to the Mets like what more do you need the initial offer was so poor that he didn't want to you know how are you going to even Eddie if you offering. $110 110 million to 200 million is a 90 million dollar difference. Why wouldn't he go back to the Mets and say, "Look, guys, I really, really want to be here. The offer that I have from the Rangers right now is a ridiculously good one. Is there anything you could do? Can you come up? I mean, I don't expect it, but I'm just letting how, you know. I want to. But how do we know that they didn't tell his agent? Like, okay, so take it or leave it. Offer this is it. You, you can't. You oh can't my God, Eddie, message. Eddie, you, you're living in your yes. own world. I'm trying to give you it's, facts. It's I've been reading articles everywhere. There's people. Well, then why aren't you believing any of it? Why aren't you believing? And forget even the articles. Go by the facts. Did Degrom once act like he wanted to be here? Once. I, I don't see. I didn't see how he acted like he doesn't want to be here. That's he opted out. He never met with Steve Cohen. He never gave the Mets a chance to respond. I mean, what do you need to see? He didn't. He was. He wasn't partaking in some of the stuff that was happening on a team bus. I mean, Jesus. How many times are we going to go over the same stuff? He didn't want to be here. What don't you get? If he wanted to be back with the Mets, he would have made that clear, like Edwin Diaz did. Hector in Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? What's up, Sal? So I think, uh, not really what I was calling about, but I think just because of what Eddie said, and because I'm kind of his camp, but I think what the difference is, is, okay, we understand he doesn't want to be here, but like, why do we, does he want to be here? Do we understand it? Because I don't think we do. Listen, Sal. That's not the day. You don't need to speak at me. You know how I, I feel about it. <laughs> but the thing is, some people feel like it was because he felt disrespected, not just with this offer, like a gradual disrespect in the whole misdiagnosis. Whether we agree that it was my misdiagnosis of what his injury was, was it really a, 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 a strain, like Sandy said, or was it a shoulder thing? You know what I mean? So I think that's where the difference is. But Sandy's not here anymore anyway. I mean, I... No, 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 no. no, no. Sal, don't don't start with that. Sandy is still here. No, he's not. People feel like, people feel like, some people feel like even when Sandy's an advisory role, made Jake uncomfortable. And he he doesn't feel good about... Okay, so, all right, let's just say that that's the case. It made Jake uncomfortable. To what? He didn't want to be here. I don't care what the freaking reason is. He didn't want to be here. I understand that. Yeah. But to, 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 to just get on what I really called about, I don't feel good about what's going on right now. 
I know, you know, when Fleece and I just went at it a little bit, and he kind of changed my, not changed my thoughts, but he modified it. Listen, the Mets have spent money. I don't like how they're spending it. We were told that money wasn't going to be an issue. At least overpay somebody that's homegrown. I'm, I'm with that. Why can't we overpay Nemo? I think we're they will. These, uh, we're overpaying these other guys from outside, but we can't take care of our own. I that's think so, they will. I think they're playing. Point. I think they're playing possum. I get to go Hector because we're up against it here. Uh, I, they, they, I think right now, you know, because hearing that all oh, he's out of our price range, that's nonsense. The Mets want Brandon Nemo. They want him badly. I wouldn't pay him a lot of money if it took them out of the running for other players, in particular a power bat. But I believe the Mets are going to overpay for Brandon Nimmo. I think they want him that badly. And Brett, I'm sorry we just ran out of time. Give us a call back tomorrow. We'll get to you. Just let it play out. I mean, we've been a few days into the winter meetings here, and you're making it like the Mets have their final club. This is, it's a different team. Don't you know by now? Haven't, hasn't Steve Cohen earned that trust? You guys are blaming him for DeGrom. You're blaming the Mets for the lack of moves. Give them a break, for goodness sake. This is not BC. I'd be yelling and screaming if it were the Mets BC before Cohen. It's not. Things done change. Everything will be all right. With the Yankees, who knows, as we wait on Aaron Judge. All right, thanks to Fleegs, as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. We appreciate it. Where will he go? We'll find out hopefully today. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 